0: Allow myself to introduce myself. All the plagues we held so close now are sinking their own boats. Let me whisper in your ear, Becca. Welcome to Children of the Car. get loose. You can't say was satisfied. But Becca, I still love you, baby. Everywhere I look, I see your red hair. There ain't a girl pleb that comes close to you. Come on baby Dry your ass But Becca Becca Ain't it good To be a player Becca Becca They can't say never try
1: what's up plebs today i'd like to welcome a very special guest we're breaking new ground today as she is the first female guest and the first canadian guest i've interviewed on the show and i don't care what walton says phil's american now and he doesn't even follow hockey um you might have caught her interview with texas slim or her National Enquirer-style covers featuring the latest Bitcoin or Dirty Laundry. One of my favorite Bitcoin Kindergarten episodes was her and a bunch of other lady plebs. Um, that was pretty fun. Um, Bitcoin Becca, welcome to Children of the Corn.
2: Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, that was lots of fun stuff you listed there. <laughs> <laughs> That Bitcoin kindergarten episode was so funny with all the ladies, our simp tips, and it kind of turned into a hot mess quite quickly.
1: <laughs> that was quite entertaining. I thought those guys yeah. had a lot of fun with that. Um, yeah. And then today I wanted to get up to date on current events, so I put on PLEB Underground. And I saw you there too.
2: Yes, yes. Um, I was hanging out with Phil and Walton, and that that was a great episode. So I, yeah, thanks for watching that one. Those guys are so much fun. Total um supporter fills new in de- endeavors now.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so so Becca's so hot right now, and she blessed me with a little bit of her time. Um, are you the first ever guest on Pleb Underground? <sighs>
2: Um, yes, that's what um, Phil and Walton informed me, like they had a pirate, a beach bum pirate on there, but oh, he's sort right. of, you know, in the background of Club Underground, so they weren't really considering him a guest, and then they guessed, and they, um, yeah, told me I was their first one, so, and I, I guess right. I'm your first Canadian, and um, Bob's on the pod, so that's very exciting, lots of first this week or i guess i filmed with them on friday but it was released today
1: yeah yeah yeah. so you're breaking new ground Um, yes so your twitter handle is ghost of becca with two k's right
2: yes correct b-e-k-k-a so we'll see how long this one lasts it's my like third account
1: (laughs) how did you manage to get banned
2: um. So the first time was so last summer. Um, I said something against Trudeau and the vaccines. Um, you know that maybe they were trying to eliminate a portion of people, and uh, you know Twitter did not like that, so I got banned, which was totally like sucked because I had sailor following me on that account <laughs> so since then I've gone through like I said now I'm on my third and I've never gotten the refollow <laughs> from oh. sailor unfortunately. Oh, oh yeah,
1: your quest to to find Michael Sailor.
2: yes um, exactly my <laughs> my quest exactly yeah That's you good. you
1: and me both um but yeah I, I think that gender is like overdone as like kind of a clown world topic, but it's actually an interesting Bitcoin topic. And to me, like being a Bitcoiner is a pretty good sign that you're paying attention to money. But I don't know any local lady Bitcoiners, and I think that's weird. Do you think that more women should be paying attention to the money?
2: Um. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think everyone needs to be paying attention to money, like what your what your time and energy, like how you're storing that. I don't think it's yeah. really, it matters what your gender is. But women like typically, um, I guess, aren't that financially interested, you know, in the traditional sort of markets, you know, doing stock trades and, you know, all this sort of um Robin Hood, or at least I would think like for my generation, um, I was kind of interested in, Well, I did accounting and finance like in college, so I had some type of interest, but I think just generally like women are less interested financially, but like what's happened over the past, you know, a few years, a lot of people have been questioning, you know, what is money? What's, you know, what exactly, how are we storing our wealth? Like why does one, you know, sort of government get to decide to print? So I think that's regardless of gender.
1: (laughs) It should be. You know, a lot yeah. more people should be asking those questions. It, yeah. It's strange that they're not, but um, there, there's, there's a, I mean, there, what is there like a 10 to one guy to girl ratio in Bitcoin? It's weird.
2: Yeah. Or maybe even higher. Well, but I, maybe um like not so vocally like a lot of women, but I would still think like, even in our like telegram groups, like there's quite a few ladies um. You know, 60, 70, like in um we have a toxic ladies um telegram group. So there are people, oh, cool. you know, women that are working in Bitcoin. they're just not really, I guess, you know, so out there like some of us other ones, like myself.
1: <laughs> yeah. So like outside looking in, being a female club seems like a it could be good and bad. And yeah, I, I mean, to sure. me, I mean, I mean, you, you know better than me, but like to me, like I think ladies get more clicks, like kind of playing up the attractive girl thing. But at times, it's got to get kind of annoying too.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, um, it's definitely you get more engagement as a, a female on Twitter. I think, in general, um, Bitcoin, Twitter, for sure. Like, sort of when I first, I will say, like, arrived on the scene, like, last spring, last year, or 2021 in spring, there was, like, um, all the guys, like, turned into, like, bikini babes, like, Gigi, like, changed his profile picture, Greg, like, this was, like, before, um or around the time like laser eyes happened too like i'm not sure if you remember that but that was like you know the guys then saw like how much engagement you know if you have you're a woman like how much more engagement and followers you get so i the (laughs) fact that i was in a real woman after that like you know little trend stopped it's like oh like um i guess it helped with the reach and then I, you know, I was just making memes, <laughs> like to try and win people over and not be like, oh, I'm not here just for, you know, um, thirst traps. But even though I like to play around with that, too, because, you know, why not?
1: <laughs> well, I think you do a good job. I mean, you 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 market it pretty well, but at the same time, you, you, you're sprinkling in like some good takes, too. Um, yes. yeah, it took I- me a while to even see that side, to be honest. But, um, you know, if, if I'm being real, like it, it makes me jealous. Like I'll see somebody newer to the scene. They got like thousands of followers and I've been around like forever. Like nobody pays any attention to any of my tweets at all, um, yeah. but it's good marketing. And honestly, I would do the same thing. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, but like one of the things I'm seeing is like, uh, like I appreciate free speech at kind of like a high level, but I think Bitcoiners in particular kind of make it a contest to just say like the crudest things they possibly can.
0: Um, oh yeah for sure
1: in the name of free speech and and you end up with a environment that's like not very classy just like in general um so like aren't you a little tired of shirtless fat hairy mouth breathers like joking about your sexuality when in real life they wouldn't even get in the club with you
2: yeah uh yeah I don't know I just think it's all like good it's like for me I've always found it's kind of fun like I just try and be you know still nice like and interact, be, but like there are definitely ties with um some, some plebs and some people or some accounts on, um on Bitcoin Twitter where it's like, okay, now it's like getting a little bit too much. And then you just like throw a couple sandwich like emojis and just kind of be like, okay, <laughs> onto the next one. Cause they're always going to be there, I guess, you know, you just yeah. got to go with the troll, right? You just got to troll along. Yeah. You, you roll with it really in.
1: well. Um, Yeah, but you know, at the same time, I want to hear you saying smart things too. Um,
2: I, I try, but it's a few and far, far in between. (laughs) (laughs) I just try, I'll just like, I do better with humor instead of like trying to be too much of like a think girl or something like that. So, uh, you know, I've seen others get kind of burned. Yeah.
1: Um, so, so are you willing to share where you grew up and and like where you currently reside? Mm -hmm.
2: Um yeah for sure. So like uh, right now I'm in Alberta. So I'm up in Canada. I think most people that follow follow me know cuz I'm usually, you know, dumping on Trudeau one way or another. Mm-hmm. And um so uh, and grew up like I grew up pretty much here in Canada like I worked my way um, from east to west um, my family like were from Switzerland so we were like immigrants so I was always a little bit of like an outcast um, growing up just because like my parents were Swiss and I spoke a second language and we grew up like on a farm so I got um Four younger siblings. Yeah, I think this is where this dynamic of like me just going along with the trolls and just being able to handle being bullied. Like you know, I grew up grew up like that with you know four younger siblings and three brothers, so it, there was always lots of competition. But at the end of the day, you know, we're all friends and family, and that's just kind of I take. I guess I can, I take that approach to Twitter essentially right? And just the trolling and and, um, memeing that we do. But um, yeah, like grew up on a farm. And um, so from there, like, that's where, like, my story with money kind of starts was like just growing up on the farm and having my allowance, like having my tasks that I had to do, like help, you know, milk, um cows I had just given birth feed the new baby calf so already from a young age um I was earning you know I was putting time my energy out there and being compensated with you know money I got my paycheck I've always said like oh I've been making paychecks since I've been nine years old like you know Mm -hmm. always just working so and just having that experience like oh I go out there, put my time and energy and I'm compensated like and with this money I can purchase, you know, save up and um, buy whatever it was that I wanted to buy. So just that, um, you know, having savings, working hard, like having that instilled in me at a young age, um, just, you know. I don't know, just kind of like I knew I felt like I knew what money was. And then just mm-hmm. like kind of as you get older, right? Um, you know, I worked in a big box store, like I worked at Walmart for eight years, like after I had graduated high school, like moved out to from like Ontario, moved out to um Manitoba for a while and then to BC. Like I lived in a small mountain, like hippie town, Nelson. And um, yeah, from there, like you know, you go work big box store and you sort of start seeing the corporate and fiat sort of um, ways of life. And yeah, then eventually kind of went into cult. Like I've always kind of, yeah, money and finance, like been Mm -hmm. interested in that. So
1: So you realized at a young age that money was something you had to work for. It wasn't something that you could produce without work. Yeah. Okay, so that might separate you a little bit from your average citizen.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like most kids, like you know, when they're nine, ten, eleven, they're you, you know mm-hmm. hanging out with their friends, or, well, nowadays days, I guess everyone's just like online on their phones or playing whatever, like you know, in the metaverse. Unfortunately,
1: yeah, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, did you yeah. did you maintain any of those skills in terms of being like self sufficient now? Farming a- skills.
2: Like, they're ingrained in me, but I am not farming whatsoever. Like, I'm in pod life, downtown, urban, like, not where um I would want to be. <laughs> you know, there's definitely a lot of improvements, but I have close family members that are living a more sovereign and, um, like, decentralized sort of life and not reliant on, um you know, the sort of new the ways that we live in cities nowadays. But uh you completely know it's
1: something...
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh
1: so growing up in Switzerland, was your uh first language German?
2: Yeah, so um like I only yeah, we spoke Swiss German at home mm-hmm. and I didn't know like any English until I was in kindergarten. Cuz like when my parents like moved they were so crazy back so they moved um to Canada, immigrated in the in the 80s in the mid 80s and they knew no English. Like they took a 2 week English course before they moved here mm. when they signed their mortgage paper so they're their interest rate when they um, got the mortgage on the farm was 18%. And this was oh. like back in 1987.
1: That's just what it was we, back then.
2: Yeah. that And that yeah. was like, norm, you know, it was pretty yeah. normal because they had those high interest rates like there for, um, you know, the, mm-hmm. I think. What, already since like 84 or something like that mm-hmm. so but the whole document like they didn't know what they were signing like they didn't understand the English <laughs> the words on there they're just like this is our dream like we're gonna well, go that's okay nobody in. else does either I know right like oh you so want to have, sign here yes i know okay sure and then they just came over and they started milk you know they had to make it work like this Mm. was their dream like my grandfather they sold their property in switzerland so that they could have you know some down payment to um buy this farm that they wanted to have over here in canada and start a new life so um now i forgot your question (laughs)
1: You're telling me about your speaking German, your parents coming over here, just learning the language. Exactly,
2: exactly. So like they didn't have, and then because they were just busy, you know, trying to operate this farm and figure out their life in this new country Mm -hmm. that um, they didn't have time to teach me English as I was growing up. So it was always just, you know, Swiss German until I went to school and I was like that weirdo kid that didn't speak the language. But, you know, it's kindergarten. So kids are pretty, you know, easy to get along with and. Anyway, so oh. you know that.
1: Yeah,
2: and um, you were white, changed.
1: which probably helped with that.
2: Yeah, yes, it's a. Uh, it wasn't as multi as it is as it is nowadays. So,
1: yeah. um, so have you ever done any Bitcoin stuff in German, like with Gigi or anything?
2: Um. No, I have like I'll listen to a few podcasts here and there. I was just recently over in Germany mm. um, a few weeks ago and it kind of listened into a few spaces um, here and there, but uh, not doing anything too much with on the Bitcoin side in German.
1: Okay. Yeah, I definitely. Good. want to, I want to get into that. But um, you said that you studied accounting. Yes. What did you end up doing with that?
2: Um, So I ended up um, moving to Calgary. So I was like out in BC and it was like, you know, small town, um, my Walmart job. I finally, you know, I was like, I can't be doing this forever. I need to make something of myself. So Um, Yeah, went back or went to college and then did a two year like business. I was like, what's the quickest thing I can do um, to get me a job in a city at a good company. So it was, you know, business, um, administration, accounting and finance. I was like, oh, i you know, I'm interested in finance numbers. It comes pretty natural and easy to me. So that's what I did two years. And then this was like right in 2009, 10, 11. So when the housing market, um, you know, when the 2008 financial crisis happened Mm -hmm. down in the states like canada was pretty like we were quite well insulated like it wasn't as bad up here in canada as it was down in america so i remember you know we would talk about like the walk um occupy wall street and all this stuff like in our econ class and stuff like that i always found that um you know interesting and yeah we got to be against the system like fuck the man like all this stuff and you know i was like working at walmart so i was like the most evilest corporation right and it's like oh
1: (laughs) well that's around when all the bailouts happened too there's a lot to be angry about back then
2: yeah Um, yeah
1: so but but,
2: um Yeah, eventually, like with that, then just like moved. So like the financial crisis happened. And then like in the 2010, 11, like fracking started to explode everywhere here in North America, and then the oil sand. So Alberta was just, you know, this um, province with um jobs and opportunities and so many people um from all across Canada like especially the east coast um they were all moving to Alberta and BC and then you know I was also one of these thousands of people that fled or that yeah pretty much moved to Alberta and I've been here ever since because it's like one of the best places to be here in Canada if you're you know
1: here (laughs) right yeah yeah so, are you doing any accounting now?
2: Um, no. So I'm not like in the corporate world anymore. Yeah, I kind of did that stint, and um now I'm working like for a Bitcoin company, plebeian market.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: Um, Yeah, so I've been there for a few weeks now, kind of helping them out with their marketing and social media. So they're they're on Lightning, so it's actually very exciting. I'll just do a little shill shill for them if you you don't mind. So it's like an eBay um, and a marketplace on the Lightning Network, so where um, buyers and sellers can go and sell products Or art or anything that they have on this marketplace for SATs. So, um, you know, what's the website? Yeah, so the website's just plebeian.market. And um, you can go on there. You know, it's still we're we're rolling out, or they're rolling out some new features with like fixed price items, so you can buy instantly. It's not like an auction where you have to wait in certain amount of days till the auction's over, um, if you wanted to purchase something. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like they're growing. There's you know companies out there building on lightning, unlike cool. some people that say you know lightning's a failure. <laughs>
1: Um, it's just just uh at the tip of the iceberg right now and, oh, and yeah. at, at least four people heard that plug right now so yes excellent I think that, I think help. <laughs> uh, so so why did you end up leaving switzerland because goon underscore 34 he lives there and he loves it there
2: Oh yeah. So I was like a baby. I didn't really have a choice, like when my parents came over here. And um I've gone back. Uh, my partner, like he's from Germ, like he's from the Munich area of mm. like southern Germany. So um like we travel back there. Um I would like to eventually go back to Switzerland. But the thing like with Europe, like Europe's really beautiful, but it's kind of fucked, you know, the situation that the whole European Union has put themselves in with mm. their dependence on cheap energy from Russia right. and um, just the whole like. The way everything's set up, like it was not somewhere I would want to be right now, but definitely in the future, you know, once we're like post hyper Bitcoinization, if it happens in our lifetime, to like go back to Switzerland, have a beautiful chalet on the lake, somewheres in the mountains, maybe. But for now,
1: so you, you know, I go there if everybody's in... poor right now, but yes, yeah, there's right. more affluence. So did you see any effects of the energy shortage while you were there?
2: Um, yeah, for sure. Um, just the general attitude of um, the people like um, Thomas's friends and family, um, you know, they they were starting to um, like stockpile food, make sure that they have enough, you know, for the winter. Um, one thing that I found really interesting was like Germany, right, they've been doing their big push for um, solar and renewables for many decades. Like I remember even in the early 2000s seeing solar panels in um, Switzerland and Germany, they were already, you know, sort of doing that. And like when you build a new proper, a new home in Germany, you're mandated, it needs to be net zero no. You know, you need to put something in, but they cap the batteries at 70%. So you can't even fully charge the batteries in your home to be fully reliant on yourself. With they, your own energy? With your own energy. Why is that? Yeah. Well, that's I. I was. This is a ridiculous like um, regulation that they have, but that's how Fire the prevention? government has mandated it. They have mm-hmm. like um, a cap, or at least this is how it was being explained explained to me. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I, it would make sense that the government would put in something ridiculous like that. Like at some seven, after 70, like it gets sold back onto the market, but you can't keep your own energy, mm-hmm. even though the government, you know. The, the virtue signaling of the whole green and renewable movement yeah. right it's all just like talk but all in, plastics
1: going into those solar panels and windmills, uh, and I they know. don't last a long time anyway and it takes yeah. petroleum to make and just for the materials yeah um, but they can't have their control narrative of the climate stuff and have cheap energy at the same time exactly um, exactly
2: if I mean, you make the small pearls too independent they're not going to need you the big daddy state to to manage everything for them
1: I mean, it's like yeah go ahead
2: yeah no i was just gonna say it's uh it's pretty crazy but uh we'll see how the winter goes (laughs) for them yeah
1: it's like either we just got really efficient or inefficient at making energy or or if we're afraid that if we do make energy we'll boil the oceans or the fiat theft is going on has made everybody so poor that they can't afford the energy because you can't fake energy.
2: Yes, it's probably exactly. the third one. <laughs> it's probably the third one. They're gonna find out that their that their Euros aren't gonna be able to heat everyone's homes. So like we were gonna go to a um uh we got gift certificates to a it's sort of like um a, a water park in the Munich area. But they had already turned down um, the temperatures for the water, like at the water park, down to try and conserve um, energy, and like the saunas were closed and this and that. So like it is like you're seeing it in, um,
1: mm.
2: yeah, and businesses down down in Germany they're starting to shut down and conserve. no saunas.
1: What the fuck?
2: Yeah, I know, right? It it's cost too much to to and run. Pneumonia.
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. so you you told me you fell for many psyops and, and you, at one point you told me you were a fiat person What what's a fiat person
2: okay so a fiat person it um for me how i define that is someone that has very high time preference um you know is not thinking long term is um yeah disregarding um you know not being disciplined just kind of, you know, oh, it's okay, I can do some damage now and we it doesn't matter um, you know, what mm-hmm. the what we're doing for the future. So uh yeah, I was definitely a fiat person. I was I like, you know, I, it's like how Max Kaiser says, right? Like you don't change Bitcoin, Bitcoin changes you. There's like a part like once you once you start to like, get the low time preference, and that everything in life is proof of work. Like, it's not just for Bitcoin and um, energy money, but also like yourself and your body and um, like how you plan to like live your life and what you want to do like sort of when that starts to click like across all the sort of categories of life mm-hmm. um yeah i think that's like you start like for me that's like i call that the switch from like a fiat you know fiat becca to bitcoin beccas that so you're kind of thinking um you know along those along fiat those becca. lines
1: yeah <laughs> so I mean speaking of your BFF sailor does that mean that somewhere along the way you got enough hope to be able to plan more long term
2: Yes yes exactly there um bitcoin gave me hope because it's like here is um a technology um a way for you me the one little person that I am to preserve my time and energy that I put out there in a way that these um banks the government corporations you know take take from you right like like how i was saying when i was younger like i go you know work in the barn and then every month end, i get my paycheck you know go to the bank and deposit it like that it's that's how like with bitcoin it's like oh like with this i put in the work now and i'll just be able to I'm in control mm. and I can hold on to it and store that value. And then I get to decide when I want to release that value again in, mm. in the future. And cool. knowing that, you know, it's not like <laughs> it's I tweeted this the other day. Someone had something on there like um I was like, oh, Bitcoin is winning the lottery like so slowly. Like everyone, like, you know, it's like, oh, 100K by end of 2021. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, it's like, it, this is even longer than that. So is yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like being able to... Yeah, store that value for down the road when you know you're going to be able to get something a little bit more
1: for it. So that's crazy. You're saying it's like money that functions like money is supposed to function. Yeah.
2: Like. I know, right? To imagine um, we can have this yeah. now in 2022. <laughs>
1: yeah. Or, or it's Bitcoin's like the solid foundation that money is built on, and we can build our lives on top of that foundation. Uh, I, that's not mine. That's a shout out, Elsie. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right, cool. And then you also told me at one point you were a quote greeny hippie.
2: Oh yeah, that's the how What's I that? refer to my time in in BC and in Nelson. So they're all like you know these like or it has this like hippie um history actually in a way from like back in um when the vietnam was war was going on lots of draft dodgers like came up to the nelson area to the kootenai interior and that's kind of how it became i guess well known so there's that kind of hippie old school hippie-ish um vibe you know it has its own um like they're totally like call me. like you know you get so greenwashed living in an area like that so that's um I always refer to my time in Nelson as like oh it's <laughs> like we need to recycle everything everything must be solar like just totally bought into the green um like propaganda because it's just so, so like prevalent mm-hmm. prevalent in that mm-hmm. area but then it's funny once you leave that bubble and you come, like, I moved to Alberta after that. And this is the province of oil and gas, right? It's like, then you see like, Oh, this energy, like with this oil and the gas, like you get so much of it for it's, it's pretty abundant here and it's really cheap and affordable and it gives you yeah. Opportunities to, to, you know, have a better life like be more comfortable in your daily life for businesses to grow and stuff like that
1: so maybe you shouldn't freeze to death anymore
2: Mm, yeah, yeah, and so, bit, and it's actually quite funny because like Nelson, they're you know this hippie town, and you know for the, many decades, like the rumor was that every other home, like there was um a grow op in there because you know they're all like stoner hippies there. Mm-hmm. But then a few years ago, they banned um Bitcoin mining like the town because they're like the town owns um the electricity generation along the river, they have um, hydro dams there. So I just found it really funny that it's like, oh, there's like this hippie culture, you know, free love, this and that. But then you have a money that can give everyone freedom. And like, you're not a slave to like the fiat system. And they ban that. It's just, you know,
1: New New York State just did that. And they don't Mm -hmm. even own the means of energy production. They just hate people and don't want them to be free.
2: Yes. Um, Yeah.
1: Why is it, I've always been, this is completely aside, but why is it in the hippie lifestyle, like, like people don't like, like shave anymore? What is it about hair growth that goes along with being a hippie?
2: Yeah, I, it's been like creeping in more like this feral, like at least I see online, like the feral women, like you're not as supposed to wash and shave and yeah, yeah like, I,
1: isn't this awesome? And I'm like, no, that's not awesome.
2: No, no hygiene is important. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's, a, it's just, you know, you're living, you're living out there in the bush, some of these hippies in their little tent cities, like in the summertime in yeah. the mountains, you're, you're growing your, your tomato plants, we'll say, up in the bush. So, you know, you don't need to shower every day.
1: Yeah, it's not the 80s anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Thank you for indulging that. Um, yeah, no so, so, cliche stuff. How did you find Bitcoin? And, and can you share your rabbit hole story with us?
2: Okay. So, I found Bitcoin um, through the Kaiser Report. So mm-hmm. Max and Stacy
0: um,
2: through them. And I was actually listening to the spaces a few, like maybe two months ago or so, with like all the boomer, like the Bitcoin boomers were in there. So Foss, Tina. um uh, Lawrence, um, Bitcoin Tina. There it was like I think they were chatting on there. Max was on there too.
1: Mm-hmm. And um that must have been awesome for you because you like old man.
2: Oh, yeah, it was it was great. I was sitting outside on my chaise, enjoying the sun, listening to spaces, smoking a joint. It was a wonderful afternoon. Perfect. But it, I was listening to that space and someone had um, mentioned in there that because um, Max Kaiser was in um, the Zeitgeist. Do you remember this um, film film? back series
1: and and i i had to look it up after you mentioned it but i I never saw it
2: no so because i was like i where did i run into the kaiser report and come across max kaiser and in this space like that person mentioning that it just Mm -hmm. triggered the memory and that was like i had so left BC, like hippie Nelson, hippie Becca. I moved to Calgary and I got like my corporate job and everything like this. And I hit, it was like in February, I remember I hit like a depression. I was like, what am I doing with my life? And I came across this um, zeitgeist on YouTube and I watched it and it was like, fight the system like if you work at shell quit your job like close your bank account and max kaiser was in there and everyone in there i like started following them on on twitter so um like yeah kind of had that you know fuck the state like yeah. in me and through that and then just always watching max or the kaiser report just getting that, all, you know, an alternative news, um, just through through that, and then you know you kind of um hear about it a little bit, and then in the two thousand seventeen um, bull market, um, started to get more interested in it, you know, with all the ICOs and everyone becoming, you know, yeah. crypto millionaires, like well, um, kind so- of a fervor
1: after the uh, fork wars seemed to conclude.
2: Yes. And that, like, I wasn't really paying attention to any of that. I remember like kind of on um the Kaiser Report, some stuff would come up, but they were like interviewing like Vitalik back then. Like this was like yeah. many years ago before they were maximalists. And, and I remember um the XRP guy was on there, um, Garlinghauser or whatever, like you know, way back. And um then finally, like, oh, we want to learn a little, like my partner, Tom, like he was also getting interested in it and, you know, trying to sign up um, on Quadriga was like the one um, exchange here in Canada that the guy then, you know, he, whatever, the money's all gone, the Bitcoin's gone and he died overnight from Crohn's like oh. this story do you remember like Netflix yeah. made a made a film about it or a docu series or whatever about it but yeah, like so it was like, like all in that time where like we're just trying to learn a little bit more and then we started going um to the bitcoin meetups here in Calgary so they were labeled like as Bitcoin meetup, but um like it, it's so it was in the casino um in Calgary, like in the back in the in a Chinese or in a Japanese restaurant, like they had it there every Thursday. So that it was awesome. kind of yeah, I mean it was great, but it was definitely it wasn't like going to learn.
1: It wasn't Bitcoin um, it wasn't, only, was it? It
2: wasn't Bitcoin only. It was yes. like, here those. are the top 10 um, gains, gainers or whatever, uh, like best cryptos brutal. this week. And it was just buy this one, buy this one, buy this one, but no like fundamentals, nothing like what is all this stuff, like what's the um revolutionary technology, nothing, nothing like that. It was just you know, yeah. buy this, buy this, and you know, yeah. download this wallet. Oh, I remember we got like a little um USB, um like a miner that you just kind of plug in it's like oh this will mine bitcoin i'm like i ain't plugging this like random thing from china into my (laughs) computer like but lots of people were right because it was just kind of a hype and you wanted to try try all this stuff so
1: yeah that really speaks there's such a fine line between like being a degenerate gambler and trying to solve the problem that we all have
2: yes most
1: people don't see that line
2: Yeah. No, not at all. Like, you know, you have the, the unit bias, like, Oh, I also want to have big gains and, you know, High time preference right like we're seeing that now in this in this bear market with some people you know saying oh hey DeFi's maybe not that bad and maybe i'm not gonna be just bitcoin yeah. only or and hey i sold half my stack now because my age and this and that but <laughs> you know it, we all maybe have- my
1: problem was i didn't gamble enough
2: yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, but, um, from there, like the Bitcoin meetups and then went to a couple like conferences, like here in Calgary, you know, um, blockchain, um, met their sessions, like talked at one of these, like this was back in like 2018, like before he became like big, you know, who he is now. So, um, you see Yeah, yeah, Yeah. BTC sessions. Uh, he's great. His videos are are awesome. They're like one of the staples, like in the for educational and easy, like step by step. Like I love watching his stuff and referring his videos
1: to like anyone. Bitcoin kindergarten. That was a really nice episode.
2: Yeah, yeah, that that was fun too. Opti and (laughs) White. They talked about like his hair for like I think like twenty minutes or something. It was so funny.
1: (laughs) Both of those guys are hilarious. Yeah. So are you friends with other Canadian Bitcoiners?
2: Um, Like, you know, via Twitter. Yes, mm-hmm. I've met. A, I've met a few of them here. Um, Ones that are, you know, in the area. There's actually quite a lot. I know that some of them. There's, yeah, there's like, a, there's yes. actually a good, like, little crew. Nobody um, Caribou's uh, up there
1: and Joey tweets and and Samson. And, and I, I don't know this one, but Francis lives up there. Yeah,
2: he's not, I don't think he's in Canada right now. He's down in, like, Costa Rica. But, like, he's from um, the French part. He's from Quebec. There's, you know, a few meme tarts that are, like, i do. He's in eastern Canada. And, um, but here in Calgary, like, we have, I've reached out to a few of them. I keep saying we we're planned, oh. Hasn't uh gotten to that stage yet. But um no, there's definitely and um Steve uh barbers here from upstream data, like his oh, yeah. My name. yeah, mining, mining. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So there's a few. Very cool. So um do you still follow Kaiser?
2: oh yeah oh yeah of course (laughs) got to
1: (laughs) i've been entertained by him one time i was like in a telegram group or something with him and he just had to keep making a point like i've done this and i've done that and i'm like dude we all know who you are yeah 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 he's he's like he's like more insecure than like the rest of it's weird (laughs) um so so what's going on in canada now like what's up with this trudeau guy
2: yeah, so he's still around. Um, the Conservative Party, so they recently elected a new leader, um, Pierre Polvet. Um, he's our Bitcoin um politician, so everyone seems pretty excited that he's won. Um, I've listened Pierre, he was on um Jordan Peterson's podcast last year, and also um on uh breed love on the what is money show Pierre mm-hmm. he was on there um i think also last year so he he seemed like he gets that you know time is money and that government overspending is diluting all of our wealth so like he he seems to get the purpose of, of bitcoin um we'll see what happens like politically If we're going to have an election, it's all kind of, you know, a minority government supported by like our socialists, our democratic socialists. So it can easily kind of fall apart. We'll we'll see what happens. But, you know, it's
1: so like, obviously, like I struggle with politics a lot. I have a really hard time getting into it. But uh-huh. it seems like the Democrats on the left like favor totalitarianism and communism. And that's like objectively bad. And a lot of my friends think the solution is like the Republicans, but they're like just like kind of like a little bit less left than the left. And it's really just a matter of the speed at which you get to totalitarianism. I think in Canada, do you get the same feeling like are there other um, alternatives that that give you hope or, or do you see it the same way in Canada as I just described it as I see it in America?
2: yeah i mean i for me personally like i see it the same way it's the government is just too too big like it's the you know here the way i see it is like it's just so in every aspect of your life and it just seems like the people are just kind of used to it it's like oh the government like for healthcare here in Canada you know it seems it's a big like you know it's kind of like a national pride that oh we have healthcare right and you know it's something that the government um just, you know our collective taxes and the government you know could regulates it all and it's all through the government and our pension system so like there is um you know the people the populace itself they're very um you know more socialist than um I guess you would say like maybe the red you know red voters republicans like in the states and you know with private property and gun rights and all this sort of stuff like we're a little bit more you know we're a on a different level, like more European-ish, right? Like, it's just kind of like, oh yeah, the government's there, they're going to do what they do. And you just kind of don't really have too, too much of a, of a choice. Yeah. 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 Like, that's why it's like, it's yeah, sure. Like you can go vote and do, do all this, but like you're not going to vote your way out of totalitarianism and the technology, like that's, that. The technology that we have, the technology that's being developed, like it's just going to keep, you can't put it back into the box. And the government sees the power and control that they can have with this stuff. And they're, you know, they want to keep their monopoly on the money printer, their Mm -hmm. monopoly on violence. And when it comes down to it, you as one like person, like at least like, you know, you can't do too, too much, against that if they really want to come and take everything from you that's why you know you just try and do the best bitcoin's
1: so critical Um, yes at least you
2: can you know take your your wealth like you 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 have the ability to store your time and energy without it being confiscated and taken away from you without like intense violence being applied to you the person you know Mm -hmm. if you secure
1: all your stuff properly it's really, uh, it's scary that they only need to keep us distracted for so much longer because technology is happening so fast and nobody realizes it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They do a really good job insane. distracting people. I would argue yeah. even Bitcoiners. Um, yeah. and, and just to go back on something like, I, I don't know, like I discount the whole politics thing and I've never really believed in it. But at the same time, I will say just my observation is like when the left got into power in America, like the rules changed pretty badly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, Just like in New York state, like they, they changed all the gun laws and they're like 50% worse like this year it it's yeah. it's really it's not so maybe i discount it too much to be fair um but then but maybe hard, so.
2: <laughs> yeah and like also like at how many like once you <sighs> Try to manage a certain amount of people. Like in the states, you have what three hundred and thirty million people. Like Canada, like where our population is smaller, but the country is big. Like I find, like in Switzerland. So Switzerland, like it's a small little country, but they have like twenty-eight different like provinces, cantons within the country. And you know the population. Like when it's like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like. Government, like, when you're decentralized and it's small, it's a smaller, like, you know, group mm-hmm. of people that are, you know, kind of more community-based, the people in your region, if you're able to, you know, d- have your rules and how you want to live life, like, it's a-, a way easier to manage and government yeah. probably functions better, which it did, at least in Switzerland, for almost 900 years. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of how they operated. But once you get, like, so like a population so big and there's just so many it's yeah so complex and everything like right you I guess just naturally the system tries to centralize but it just it's obvious it's like it's not working right
1: with (laughs) digital money like CBDCs or the internet basically it's like one unit as opposed to like all these states that like in America we're mm -hmm. supposed to be all different and rule differently but but like you're saying that the more you break it up the more people have a choice to opt out so that they have to be treated more like customers.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: Uh, yeah. So so I wanted to ask you what your thoughts were on the Canadian healthcare system. How's that been treating you?
2: Well, like... I haven't so like I haven't had to use it that much I try and stay as healthy as I can but like I have you know in my family family members that have been heavily dependent on the healthcare system um you know through just um yeah just through medical issues so I've seen um like a good side but then also like a not great side where um it's just a little bit overbloated with um government regulations, not like the newest technology that's out there in terms of like I had a family member that had a stroke, you know, so just like going through the rehab process there and what was offered like from um you know our healthcare service just didn't seem like up to par to where you kind of think you know a re, a rehabilitation service should be which then um you know we ventured out and got you know our own like sort of private rehab um for for our family member but um yeah i mean they see it just comes back to like uh, take you have to try and take as much personal responsibility yourself to live mm-hmm. a good and healthy life so that you're not dependent on a government like healthcare system, you, you know. And then I or like every like you should I guess you do need some type of healthcare system. Like in Switzerland, they have like you know a few different health like like you need to have um health insurance. There is mandated mm-hmm. um by the by the government, but you have private health care providers you can pick mm-hmm. from, or there's also, you know, a government, um, sort of one that you can get if you're, de- you know, depending on what type of income you're in
0: mm-hmm. and
2: like the services there, like, you know, you generally like Switzerland, you hear like they have good health and medical, mm-hmm. um,
1: So it's a little bit more free market. It's a little bit more a la carte there.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You kind of have somewhat of an option, but then lots like, also like if you have an employer, right? Like you'll get that through the employer. So, um,
1: I mean, I'm ignorant about this, but in Canada is everybody just, everybody just has to pay for it anyway. Right. It's kind of like one system for everybody. Is that right?
2: Yeah, like you, it gets like through your income taxes, right? Like that's how they're something like you
1: that works against because you're like trying to stay healthy and fit and not utilize the system, but you got to pay the same anyway. So you don't get the option of getting a more bare bones system.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then I guess you don't even like really have the option. Like if you do need something to pick like, Oh, I want to get, you know, if I needed to get, I don't know, like a hip surgery, like just for an example, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're placed on the waiting list and that's it. You can't go and be like, Oh, is there a private doctor surgeon that I can pay out of pocket to get this? Or it's somehow, you know, we don't have that option here. Yeah. at all at all like that's it's uh, illegal like you have to take what the government I mean, gives you so
1: i wrote an article about just being frustrated with the american medical system and the gist of it was i don't think it's free market enough and i think we need more free market stuff to i don't know solve problems better but it seems like canada mm-hmm. actually went the opposite way with that
2: yeah it's definitely socialist it's <laughs> whatever the um there's only one to pick to pick from so so i guess but that's um You know, and then the same—the same is also well, not really the same. Like I guess it helps. Like other um, countries or markets can offer medical services. Like in Mexico, like a lot of there's that medical tourism, right? So like the market will always sort of find a way. And if you do have um, the opportunity and capability to find better medical services yourself by traveling somewhere else to do it, then like people are gonna. Do that too. Like if that mm-hmm. it's a huge thing here. Like lots of people go to Mexico for a surgery. So yeah,
1: I have an uncle that goes there finds the a and I think it's yeah. really sketchy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, not all of them. Come on. <laughs>
1: uh, so so Canada used to brew the best beer, but I don't think that's been the case for decades now. I could be wrong. Um, but like when I think back about Labats Blue or Molson Canadian or Moosehead, like Canadian beer is kind of gross so other other than superior Gentlemen's clubs or maple syrup canada seems like a relatively terrible place it's, it's like a frozen communist gulag like siberia no offense so why do you stay there
2: oh uh, why do i stay here i have i have been asking myself this question ever since i came back from croatia like i'm like why am i here in this cold communist winter shithole. hole <laughs> like,
1: i mean it seems like worse than new york state and that's saying something
2: yeah um well i don't know if it's as bad as new york state uh, <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't think our homeless problem is is that bad here just yet but um yeah no this is a really good question like i said i've been asking this myself because like we've been talking about like here it's you have so much like the government and like rules and and just how the people are like it's just so yeah clown world ish right like Mm -hmm. it's just the sort of western fiat ways like our the NPC, they're, you know, doing their thing, going to their jobs again, you know, complaining about, I can't work from home anymore. Like I have to go into the office and and this and that and be spent, like, I was only like we were six days in Croatia and like, it's obviously life is different when you're on holidays, but when you just have like, oh, I don't know, simple life, like beach, a little bit of internet access, not the craziness of, you know, a urban lifestyle i was just like what am i doing here <laughs> like need to definitely start rearranging some of these priorities <laughs> so um,
1: yeah i mean like i was in canada recently and it seems like they're pushing the covid stuff like even yeah. more than in the us and i thought that was a little weird because it was different um and, yeah no
2: the propaganda's out there again with the with you know, make sure you're up to date on your shots and this and that. And see, that's like the other thing with the healthcare. Like it's, it's because the government has a a blank check for, for this. They can market their Mm -hmm. um, programs as much as they want. They just, Oh, here's another, whatever, 10 million for Twitter advertising, billboard advertising on all the bus stops. Like it's Mm -hmm. crazy. The amount of prop it's just there all well, all the time and the then US, people though,
1: like the US also has a blank check and they they have an interest in control but it seems less here I, I don't know i'm having trouble sorting that out like why
2: yeah well but i don't know isn't like sort of the Ameri- like the mainstream news like lots of that sponsored like from the pharmaceutical companies, like I'm sure, yeah. like you probably don't watch too much of it. Like I don't consume any like cable news yeah. or anything like that, yeah. but just like from what I'm picking up, I always like, thought
1: the push was more about control than the profit, even though there is profit. But
2: yeah, I think um, yeah, I think it's here, they could print like, money
1: and give it to their friends if they really cared about the money.
2: Yeah, true. I don't know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a mess. Like, but then like I heard, I saw today a couple of headlines Um, because around the 20th of the 25th of the month, they always renew like their medical um order here in Canada and they meet. So now the talk is like, they're going to drop even more of the restrictions that they have in place along with their can arrive tracking app. Mm-hmm. I think there's talk that that will um that they'll get rid of that finally just because yeah, it's like not working and this and that. Yeah. And like it's they're tracking you, which is ridiculous. but uh, we'll see like you know mm-hmm. they say that and then you also see Trudeau out there saying, you know, stay up to date on everything, make sure you know we need to push through this whatever the typical, Um, you know, narrative that they're all saying is.
1: Fun times. (laughs) Uh, So, so on a more pleasant note, um, your, your magazine covers are really funny and and well put together. They, They look real to me. So I wanted to ask if you had a graphics design background.
2: Um yeah, no, I don't have a graphic design background. It's just my memeing background. <laughs> Somehow just like through making the memes. Yeah, thank you. Um yeah, that's um that's something that's been fun this past or this bear market. It's been uh doing the BT weekly um magazine covers. Like that just kind of came about um I think it was around the Bitcoin conference in Miami because there, mm. you know, it's like when when people, the conferences happen, people get together, you start hearing the stories and people are hanging out. And yeah, it was just kind of birth uh, mm-hmm. from the chateau. It, it was um, fuck boy and Kit or whatever. I think they were going to get married on the beach and it's just kind of, I was like, oh, this would be fun. Like, let's do a magazine cover. And then from there, it just kind of. I was like, this is fun. Like, let's see what else. And
1: well, yeah. In the bear market, there's gonna be a lot of drama and infighting that'll be fun to put on there.
2: Oh, yeah. Like I got so I tomorrow I'm trying to be more regular with it. So on the Tuesdays, I'm trying to drop a new um cover. So there'll be one coming out tomorrow. Um, yeah, so after a little hiatus, my holiday. Um, hiatus, we're we're back. bt weekly's back, you know, giving everyone the roundup of all the gossip and fighting that's happening.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's plenty to go around. Uh,
2: oh, yeah, for sure. yeah.
1: Do, do, do you have any favorite pieces of Bitcoin swag?
2: Um, favorite pieces of Bitcoin swag. I do. I act my, uh, I showed it off on pleb underground. It's actually in the office, but I have a little yellow that I made out of, uh, Play-Doh. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. I think I've seen pictures yeah. of this.
2: Yes. Yes. Oh. I, that's, um, my favorite, uh, it, homemade swag and uh real swag. Okay. You can't tell the meme factory, but,
1: um, Nobody listens to I this.
2: have, I, shh, it's a secret okay? okay i have a meme tards pin so it's on my hat and <laughs> uh
1: yeah <That's>
2: <laughs> it's like my most prized uh bitcoin uh possession that i have okay. which one <laughs> yeah. is LCN? uh in the meme tards
1: Uh-oh. yeah
2: very right. appropriate yeah yeah <laughs>
1: So so a long time ago, this is like when I kind of when I first started following you, I saw a video of you doing some kind of like a step workout or something. And, and uh-huh. sort of, what, what kind of an athlete are you and, and where are you now in your fitness journey?
2: Okay. So I'm like almost a pro athlete. I'm waiting for, um, Adidas to send me over a sponsorship contract. So I'm sure it's coming just like a yellows Red Bull, um, sponsorship. So yeah, super athlete. I love to do, a. Parkour is uh, what you're, the video you're referring to. So just
1: you, like um, jump on rails and things like that.
2: Exactly. So okay. this is um, one way that you can be um, low time preference, um, save money and stack SAT. So you don't need a gym membership. You can just go outside. And use, you know, um, your surroundings there. So uh, at the park that I would run by, there was, you know, always nice picnic benches made out of concrete. Hey, great. Do some push ups, do some jump squats. And, you know, I like to motivate and uh, do that simp farming and engagement farming. So it's always good to post a little uh, workout video.
1: (laughs) It's a win win. Yeah, it works. It's
2: a win win. Exactly. Dude, I clicked on
1: your video. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, (laughs) so, so judging by some of your tweets, it looks like you're a hockey fan. So, so are you, are you, uh, into the battle of alberta and can you tell me anything about your hockey fandom
2: okay yes um i can get swept up in the hockey um fandom Let's i am it. a edmonton oilers fan but so, you live in calgary uh, i know right i'm Let's such a contrarian <laughs> yep got to do it um they have um leon drycitel so he is yeah. a german, german dude six uh, years hockey old
1: yeah, like yes he is fantastic
2: like him and uh, Connor McDavid the two of them are like the dream team um, you know it's like uh, Michael Jordan and
1: and they're handsome too
2: yes yeah
1: Pippen, yeah, yeah I mean Jordan they're Pippen. you know
2: they're attractive I guess hockey yeah. players
1: yeah. <laughs> Dreisaitl but... might be better than Pippen was at basketball actually
2: Oh wow. yeah, Drysaitel, like wow. he—he's a superstar, well, and like his father, like he, his father was a he, like a hockey star too in Germany, yeah, and I think his father still coach, coaches coaches a German team. So yeah, I'm a big Oilers fan. Also, like from back in the day too, when Wayne Gretzky was on the Edmonton Oilers yeah, and Mark Messier, like back in the day, yeah, because like you weren't there you yet know, though pardon
1: you weren't there yet were you
2: well um yeah we were over in canada because i re- my dad was a huge um gretzky fan so like i always remember okay. you know like uh-huh. watching hockey after you know yeah. milking the house i the was evening. a huge gretzky
1: fan back in the day yeah, yeah. yeah. um but back uh right- when
2: hockey was like fun to watch like back in the 90s yeah and- before the devils yeah.
1: invented the right. trap system
2: yes yeah
1: <clears throat> but um this year, they gotta they gotta pull Barry off the power play and put Bouchard on. And if that happens and Campbell clicks, then they're gonna be dangerous. Otherwise, they're gonna suck again,
2: yeah, we'll see what happens. And we always have high hopes. and then um and then it doesn't go too far. Once the playoffs like roll around, it's like, oh no, everyone shits <laughs> bed.
1: I'm sure the Bitcoiners are enjoying this conversation right now, yeah but, yeah, it's but, like fucking fuck hockey. Um, so so, I'm going to ask you this in like the most non-judgmental way but um as a female athlete in parkour how do you feel about xy chromosome people participating in and in some cases dominating female sports?
2: Um yeah, so that's pretty peak clown world activity.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, I mean, yeah. I have a daughter. It, it yeah. seems it seems kind of unfair and you want to yeah, everybody, bit everybody but, but like i don't want to see somebody like destroying her in some context board <laughs> no
2: no not no. at all like um i did karate or i was forced to do karate my dad was like you're a girl like you need to know self defense and i was mm-hmm. i don't know 11 or 12 or something and got sent to karate class and like they're like the boys said, like, we mm. to get the next belt. Like, we had to do a little fight. So the boys and girls, like, they were separate. But the girl I was fought against, like, she kicked my ass. And I'm like, I couldn't imagine, like, nowadays, like, oh, you got some, like, you know,
1: yeah, X,
2: like, Y in there. And they're just, like, kicking, you know, really. I in college,
1: and the lady um, who transitioned and, and won the Ivy League in, like, the 200-yard freestyle, I was, like, two seconds behind her. And I wasn't all that fast but she was like yeah. dominating like the Ivy league. Um, it, it didn't, it seemed uh, a bit off, but um, all right. I, I want to get your perspective as a female, cause I don't have any females to talk to about this. So
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh it's definitely peak clown world. It's just like indulging, This Um, is what happens when you want to give everyone participation trophies and tell everyone that they're the same and equal. But then when you're in the real world or in competition, that's not the case. And then you throw a hissy fit, and, mm -hmm. you know.
1: And money maybe is the trophy in a lot of real world stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the same theme. Um, So speaking of money. Have you noticed that Bitcoin's not very hot right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so in your opinion, what do Bitcoiners need to improve on to better spread the message of sound money?
2: Okay. What we need to do is hold a huge funeral, just like they had for the late queen, um, to build awareness of uh, how Bitcoin has finally died. And... um we can all be in, enslaved now um, through uh, CBDC, and if that doesn't scare people straight, well, then I don't know.
1: <laughs> Ninety percent of people are already there.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs>
1: um, you, you yeah. mentioned the you mentioned the Miami conference. Um, did, did you go?
2: Um, I did not go this year. I went the year before. Before yeah. um being. Um, unvaccinated was discriminated against by the um, American people, government, we'll say. Yeah. Right. So So we'll see. I hope to make it um, down this next year.
1: Are they doing that now? Are are they still discriminating now?
2: Yes, I think it's still in effect.
1: Okay. Like domestically, it's not, but maybe- It's not, but I
2: think to fly into the States. Mm -hmm. What I could do is drive across the border. I am pretty sure that works and then fly from America.
1: Well, we don't want your COVID here because we don't have any here. So we don't want you starting it.
2: Yeah, no, please don't let me back into your country. That would be a national strategy.
1: (laughs) So, So when you went, did you meet other Bitcoiners?
2: Okay, so during COVID, I was driving a lot. So I was driving um, like up to 10, 12 hours a day. So I went through my own like Bitcoin university and I, it was like, I had been listening to all these voices and these people and I just had to go meet everyone. So um, that, that's like, for me, I was like, I have to go, like, I need to know that these people are real and that, you know, other people believe like we can separate money and state and, mm-hmm. you know, people have the same like value and principles so yeah it was lots of fun a lot it was very fiat though dollars here but uh you know it's miami so
1: right so when you met them did they did they seem uh like you envisioned or were they different than you envisioned
2: um probably I guess how I envisioned, you know, like uh, some were very toxic and you're like, okay, yeah, like I can see how, you know, there's some like bickering and a little bit of infighting still, Um, but mostly people were, you know, chill, happy to see other people because it was like after the sort of first lockdowns and stuff like this, um, like event big event that happened. So like lots of people were just excited to be out and be around people. So high energy. I you know that there's always like what the conferences is like, oh like save your money. Don't go. It's a big like circle jerk and this and that. But you know, sometimes it's not that bad. And it's kind of fun to see, you know, it the people like that you interact
0: I,
1: with. I want to go, with. but like just like not go to the conference. Like I want to go and just kind of like try to hang out with people after.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like and like, honestly, like at the conference, like I only listened to like a, a few talks, like it wasn't like sitting there all day, like mostly you're just chatting with people anyway, you know, in the hallways or like where the gallery is and for the booths and just like talking outside, like that's what you're doing and saying hi here and there. And, you know, so, like I said, so many faces and people that it's just yeah, like my face was hurting so much just from talking and smiling the whole time. So
1: I I think it's interesting for me, like when I talk to people or meet people, like they're actually pretty much the same as I think they're going to be because I, I, you tend to like know Bitcoiners pretty well. You can Mm -hmm, kind of tell mm -hmm. how people think and act. And like for somebody like you, like I've heard you talk before. So it's not like entirely new. And I I think that's kind of neat that like when I meet everybody, they, they actually, I kind of know them already.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I think the spaces like the Bitcoin, the Twitter spaces like that helped a lot, too, because, you know, it was more than just the people that would go on podcasts and, you know, do that kind of circle <laughs> like yeah. journey on the podcast journey. Um so on spaces like you get to hear more of the pubs and and it's not always all just like Bitcoin talk is just like ridiculousness too. So it, it's fun.
1: <laughs> I imagine for you it's a little different though because everybody's gonna get excited that there's like a female around. So like yeah, the I alpha simps of. are gonna like hit each other like like butt heads like they're mountain goats <laughs> or something. I yeah. can see that yeah. <laughs> um so so you know we, we've had a lot of time like in the bear market to kind of Sit back and think. Um, yeah. What what's going no. on in Bitcoin that you're excited about? Like what, what what's bullish in Bitcoin that you do not think is priced in yet?
2: What's bullish in Bitcoin that's not priced in? That people Let's, don't
1: appreciate.
2: People don't appreciate the bear market. Actually, that you mm. know, this is a time to learn um, time preference. Once again, because last year, every 100K end of the year, this and that, like, it's nice to be um, caught up in the bull market hype and, you know, be... Uh, like I'm like, I'm thinking my sats dollar parody already. So when I look at, like I'm living that life in my mm-hmm. head, but like it's in reality, like it's decades. Uh, like If I ever even get to experience that, you know, hopefully my family children eventually, like they'll be the ones that get to really um, experience the full, like, what we all envision, you know, this Bitcoinized world will look like um, on a global scale. So I think it's just like re, um, people's, yeah, just um, refocusing on what time preference is. And uh, yeah, like it's easy to LARP in a bull market, but maybe not so uh, easy during a bear, bear market.
1: So for you to be able to do that, you had to kind of change your unit of account already. You're you're yeah. counting sats right now.
2: Yes, I'm I'm trying to uh stay in a sats world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not spending too much fiat. I've cut down a lot of my expenses and anything, yeah, if I can buy it like, I, you know, it's like, for me, like saving in Bitcoin, but also trying to um, spend and build that Bitcoin economy too, because it's one thing, mm. um, yeah, just to, you know, tweet about it and, and save in it. But we, if we want, you know, that adoption, like we, like I have to participate in that, you know, if I want to see it, I want to be able to help you know, be a part of it growing, Mm -hmm. not just to say, Oh, like that's for someone else to do. And I guess that was like, you know, that's where I'm at, at my Bitcoin journey, right? Everyone's on their own journey and they're using Bitcoin. However, you know, they best see fit some, you know, and so for me, like, that's how, that's what I'm taking out of this, out of this bear market. It's just, you know,
1: trading so but also spending some to try yeah. to build the economy. Exactly. Yeah. Do you see I any try. threats to bitcoin that that people are underestimating?
2: Um yeah, the uh the government <laughs> like every you know them trying to come in and he, regulate it somehow or at least um, the FUD, right? And the propaganda out there. Um mm. like a few months ago with in the EU with um unhosted wallets, right? Like just the I guess mm-hmm. threats that I see is the propaganda and then like, you know, trying to paint Bitcoin in um a way where um like where people think oh i need someone else to do it i need a third party like oh i i can't be responsible enough to hold and manage my own um wealth mm-hmm. right so i i think that that definitely because like people want Convenience, right? Like we, we've seen convenience and security, like but people at least right now seem to be trading that over, right. you know. well, The only reason is, is they don't appreciate
1: the magnitude of the problem That is that is the reason why they should be holding their own money. Like they don't appreciate yeah. even the reason to go through that trouble. Well, yeah,
2: especially not now, at least not here in Canada, but like if it's different if you're talking to someone from like Lebanon, right? Or Venezuela, like some Mm -hmm. or Turkey, right? Like these people, the citizens in those countries, they have different experiences because Mm -hmm. of what, you know, the government there has done. So
1: you would think, but even if Lebanon went out and bought Bitcoin, the price would go to the moon. Like even they're not doing it that much
2: no yeah that's well yeah like, i guess you kind of I mean, had people to really need
1: it, it and even they don't care
2: yeah
1: it's yeah so like i don't know like i'm, a, I'm afraid of human apathy you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's the same line of thinking as the government like the government's gonna reach as far as it can reach but if human apathy just lets it then it's gonna happen yeah and right now i'm not impressed with the state of people i don't know with that's the state me.
2: of people yeah no it's true and you're right and that's like even with the stuff like in um in Germany and their energy crisis that that, that they're facing, like the people just went along with it for decades, mm-hmm. right? Since the inception of the EU, it's like yes, like we're doing the right thing. Um, it's important that we're self sufficient. Yes, I put solar panels on my house. I'm I'm gonna you know I'm making, I'm doing the right thing, right? Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to down to it, you. you like you did all that but it's still not going to help help you like and i guess the same thing when your currency gets inflated away by the government right like yeah. you see well, in- those
1: are the that's the exact same problem that that is yeah. the same problem that they have yeah. they're, they're not sitting around saying why can't i afford the energy they're sitting around saying oh, well i want to be green and it's not working it's- yeah and
2: <laughs> i did what the government said i had to do and what they regulated and it's still not Mm -hmm. it's not working like i still have to pay you know thousands of euros a month for gas
1: yeah but it didn't just suddenly get more expensive to like do stuff to get gas it's like actually that should get cheaper with time it's just yes we just got poor
2: yeah everyone got poor and um and centralization took over right like it was Mm They had their, their policies and their visions and, and they did whatever they could to make sure that that stuff got pushed through.
0: Yeah.
1: So if you become dependent on the state and the state doesn't come through for you, you're kind of screwed.
2: Yeah, you're screwed, right? We,
1: we keep saying that like over and over again.
2: I know. Yeah. And then I get, yeah, it's, but that's the state of the world. Like that's what it is right now. And that's like, especially after being back in Europe and seeing Germany and then also like Croatia and Croatia, like they're, um, they're joining the Euro now. Like they're getting the Euro in January, 2023. <laughs> it's like, wow. here's this big piece of crap! <laughs> like you need to accept this. Like everyone's broke in the union, but hey, we're bringing in this currency. This is and, Croatia. Yeah, in Croatia. Is, is so, theirs
1: currently worse than the euro or no?
2: Well, they've just—it's not an economically strong currency because it's just there in Croatia, right? It's mm-hmm. the kuna, and when. Oh, what was it like? It's things are cheap there, but the like the conversion, you know, compared to Germany, like it's life is still pretty cheap, but it's gonna get more expensive now because they're bringing in yeah the the euro. I it's I don't know.
0: Yeah,
1: so they're yeah. just jumping into another bad situation. Yeah, you I just guess. kind of see where it's going.
2: Yeah, yeah. But there is some Bitcoin adoption in Croatia. Um, I'm not sure, like, do you know Pleb Music? No. no so um check him out we interviewed him um he came on the meme factory uh podcast and he's doing this citadel hunters uh, youtube series so sort of going around and uh, where bitcoin is you know being adopted and he went to rob it's an island off croatia and they're there seems to be some merchants and bitcoiners sort of living there, and they're you know also building out that circular economy. So, like there's it's pockets, good. right? It's just like in Switzerland and Portugal. You have El Salvador's. There, there's pockets of hope out there, so it's not all doom and gloom, right? There's a lot
1: more, <laughs> more than there used to be. There
2: yes, used, yes. There used to be so,
1: just nothing. Yeah, um, Meme Factory has a podcast.
2: Yes, the Meme Factory has a test stream, and it happens every Thursday at seven thirty Eastern. So tune in. So into the non-existent.
0: Are meme you factory. doing this?
2: <laughs> well, this is so Greg and the mm-hmm. other Meme Factory members. So Yellow Labra, Greg, Sean. Oh, fuck
1: you, Greg, fame.
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, at least. Um. At least once a stream there's a fuck you greg comment minimum minimum yeah
0: so that's
2: so, okay. fun.
1: and you're hosting this too
2: well yeah i'm i'm on there um you know i make sandwiches mm-hmm. and sometimes i speak a little bit but mostly um greg is the star of the show so
1: <laughs> I see. oh so one more question You says live stream is there also like a downloadable podcast yep
2: so it's um on so it's on youtube but we're on spotify maybe apple fountain i believe um yeah
1: okay cool i I i'm going to subscribe to that that sounds cool yeah Um,
2: subscribe watch us
1: (laughs) so um one thing struggle with is you know bitcoiners think they're smart about everything (laughs) and and there's there's like a lot of messed up like social things going on and bitcoiners always like have like an opinion on things and yeah do you think i mean and maybe they should be saying things because in a lot of cases they're the only people that are saying things Mm -hmm. but do you think that they should keep doing that or do you think they should try to bring problems back to the main problem of broken money do we do you think we're getting distracted with everything else oh man this is a good question
2: well okay yes and no so yes um, and no that. <laughs> there we go how how um very wo- uh, woman of an answer yes and no i can't decide it, okay. <laughs> yeah um yes so bitcoin fixes it like that's the best meme because it's the, the money like you fix the money you fix the problems um It's that's an important message, but also all the other sort of, um, you know, things that uh, Bitcoiners and uh, toxic maximalists and memers and other people point out like those are the threads, you know, that some people will start to pick on that will eventually lead them to, you know, it's the money right like it's all this everything like at least for me like if you kind of think about like COVID um, came out
1: and I think that was part of the problem with like the bear market is that Bitcoiners got just into debating COVID with each other yeah kind of like lost the signal a little bit and they succeeded Uh in distracting us for like more than a year I think
2: yeah but I think it wasn't just Bitcoiners that were distracted from
1: yeah the worldwide propaganda that was pushed out but um but if anybody's going to be focused on the problem it's got to be us i think
2: yeah and like so we just need to keep say you know putting the message out there and the bull market helps because yeah the price, you know, the price goes up and more people get excited. It is is definitely harder in the bear market to get people mm-hmm. excited about, you know, what, what money is and how 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 you know bitcoin's you know, going to fix it. But
1: right now though in a bear market, I, I don't know if you see if you feel this way, but like I feel like we're having like the best conversations. It's like mm-hmm. the only people that are here are the people that are really interested in you know money and bitcoin. Money, like, Bitcoin, building
2: that, out, yeah,
1: yeah. All that, uh, I don't know. All that shitcoin noise is gone. It's, 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 yeah, it's a nice a time now it. to talk.
2: Yes, this is true. Yes, yes, and like, yeah, no, it, it's better. There's definitely a lot less, uh, a lot less noise. Um, it was brutal. It was yeah, there was a lot. Yeah, I had a lot more words on mute last year than I do than I do now. Yeah.
1: And then you went back and you unmuted them?
2: Um. No, I guess they're still on mutes probably. <laughs> yeah, actually. I was like, wow. Was, yeah, usually I mute stuff. It's a forever mute. I think I was doing some 30 days, but yeah.
1: No. I think the first interview I, I heard with you was Texas Slim. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where do you stand on our, our carn- carnivorism? And, and what are your thoughts on the Fiat food narrative?
2: Okay. So the Fiat food narrative, like that's a real thing. Like that is what's making, uh, you know, a lot of people sick is Mm -hmm. just this um, uh, safe calls it like the industrial um, sludge. Sludge. Yes. And that's what we're, you know, or that's what's being pushed and what most people Mm -hmm. are eating, you know, the um, middle aisle at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. And um, I think with what's happened over the last two years and um, subsequently, uh, let's say the climate change death narrative, people are, you know, maybe waking up once again to, oh, hey, what I'm putting into my body, like this is my responsibility and I should be taking care of myself. What is, what, you know, food is by medicine, what you're putting into your body, like that's how you are what you eat. So, um, like, but the, with like the meat, like do, you know, the story and propaganda that we were all sold for so long, you know, the food pyramid, like yeah. I think a lot more people are waking up and realizing that this, this is not the correct way, um, to keep us healthy long-term and, um, with, yeah, like it's, I like seeing that um, more, like there's more, this year I feel like there's a lot more um, discussion and talk like with what Texas Slim is doing, the beef initiative, like you're seeing it more. And with um, like Adam Curry too, like it's being, I feel like it's being pushed out there more into like the main mainstream Mm -hmm. um so like that's really exciting and i think through food yeah you know it's that personal responsibility aspect and once you know if you're going down trying to get healthier like what other aspects of or areas of your life can you improve and maybe you know people will start oh what about money and savings and you know I'm feeling better. I'm. I have a better outlook on life. How do I best set myself up? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Safe. There's
2: hope. Yeah, I
1: hope. Yeah, I mean, we all could do better, but yeah, yeah, I've been paying more attention to it too. His chapter on it in the Fiat Standard was really excellent. I thought. Um, yeah. But um, they can you know they can fake fiat food. They can they can mask poverty relative mm-hmm. poverty with, with cheap food, but they can't do it with the energy.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, do you still keep in touch with Slim?
2: Yeah, we still um, chat a little bit, but he's been so busy with um, pushing his beef initiative all across the states and his um, different conferences. It's so, like, I'm so um pumped and excited for what they're doing and how they're spreading that message. Um, and with the Sochi app, like how, you know, it's um people are, you can easily, you know, if you want to go down that pathway of being more um local with your food and connecting with your ranchers that, you know, that it's there now, people it's not just, oh, hey, let's talk about it. And one day, hopefully we can have this like it's here now and more people are using it. So the growth, it's very encouraging. The SOCI app? um yoshi or Soshi? it's like s o s h i i think okay i'm also um i'm pretty sure i'm pronouncing that correctly
1: <laughs> all right yeah that sounds like a good idea i i have a friend that owns a gourmet food store in new york here and he's telling me that even at our local grocery store that's like really well renowned and respected, he's like, the meat has all these additives in it and it's not really mm-hmm. all real meat. Yeah. So that, that was kind of scary. So, so okay, here's a softball for you. Okay. Bitcoin, Becca, does Bitcoin win in the end? Yes, it does,
0: <laughs> but yes.
2: yes, I believe Bitcoin wins in the end. Um. But it will be a very difficult journey. And um, like, I don't know how quickly we win. I don't think it's going to be so quick. If it's like 2050 and, you know, we have half the world, you know, more um, pockets, around the world that are bitcoin friendly and where government is not so overbearing and um surveillance state is not so prevalent or being pushed um like it seems to be here in you know in the west mm-hmm. uh like we're eventually we'll win but it's it's probably going to get pretty grueling and difficult and we'll see how yeah. many people make it through. Because I think once people, like, I think people underestimate the threat of violence. Yes. From the state, big, big time. At least, like, it, the Americans are different because, you, you, like, the culture and, like, it's just different. You have your Second Amendment there. But most of the Western, like, Europe, like, they're not very gun pro um military service has decreased like in switzerland it used to be mandatory in germany it used to be but that's all been walked back right and now it's the i guess protection is not so decentralized as it used to be in europe and now it's more mm. rolled up and you just have the the military from the government which like they're finding recruit like they're having a hard time recruiting people. Mm. So, um but with technology, right? Like you see the Boston Dynamics like robots that they have, like it's terrifying what's like out there. So, like Yeah, those things tracking. will not
1: miss like like in the movies.
2: No, to forget about it. Like and they,
1: our friend like, LC thinks he's going to have a revolver and take out the robot dog with the AR on his back. Oh
2: uh, god he's, bless he's like, no, LC. I got a revolver. Yeah, okay sure how many (laughs) shots like i don't know (laughs) Like what are you gonna do if there's generally six
1: shots and you can't reload them but he thinks he's gonna take out a robot dog with an ar with a revolver he's convinced of this um but
2: i don't know i probably just roll up in a ball and cry
1: you you say (laughs) you say we've got the second amendment but we do and we don't they're chipping away at it like constantly Mm and if if people want to get them they need to get them like asap Um, yeah but fortunately in America, there's more guns than people. And yes. that's not going away. Like they're already here.
0: So mm-hmm.
1: it's, it's not really about the rules as much as just the supply that we have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so along these terms, like doom and gloom, like Bitcoin is like the ultimate like monetary bug out tool like, uh, to promote freedom. Like we're talking about these pockets. Like we could actually take our stuff and go there because of Bitcoin. Yes. Um, so if shit hits the fan... Um, have you, have you thought about your, your, your prepping and do you have any tips for us?
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'd say most of my prepping is just done mentally right now. Um, definitely not on the ball as there, there are definitely some big out there that, um, you can follow for prepping like lady a she's does like, she's got her prep stuff. Um, Yeah. I don't know, man. Like if shit hits the fan, like I'm packing up my car and I'm heading into the bush. Like I got family members that live in the bush there. We've got mountains, there's resources. So, you know, if, Push comes to shove, you Mm -hmm. know. I think I could survive for a little bit. That's the one nice thing about being out here in the West. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's fishing, hunting. Um, you just gotta stay warm through the winter, but uh, you know, there's enough trees around that you can cut something down and build a cabin. But uh, I mean, in reality, I think um yeah, I try, you know, trying to plan short, long-term. And like I said, like, uh, since we've come back from holidays in Europe and just seeing like life in Croatia, maybe some of the former Yugoslavia lands where, um, you know, maybe it's a little bit poorer, but you're more freer to do things that maybe that's not such a bad place to maybe look at as a, you know, if you're looking on where to go eventually, but.
1: Well, here's a, here's a hot tip for you. You got to okay. track down he's Phil because he's bringing a shower with him.
2: He's bringing a shower with him. He's got
1: a portable Great. shower.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, they have them, the little bags and you can hook it up in a tree and there you go. Yeah. yeah. That's,
1: that's what he there's said. also,
2: there's enough uh, rivers and waterfalls around too that you can just let the the natural river just wash you and do it that
1: way. <laughs> have you picked up your potassium iodide pills yet?
2: Uh. Yeah, no, they're en route.
1: <laughs> you should get them. Yeah. It's like, it's like 20 bucks to get a bottle of them. Yeah,
2: I've powder. been stocking up on magnesium and uh, vitamins C and zinc. I caught the COVID, so I was stocking up.
1: Okay. So you got yeah. those.
2: Yeah, I got those.
1: You've got electrolytes.
2: Yes, I got electrolytes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make it. <laughs>
1: So, so what, um, you know, besides this one, because I know everybody listens to this one, what podcast do you listen to?
2: Okay. So, podcast that I listen to is the Meme Factory test stream. So, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: (laughs) that's one that's always on there. Um, our friend or the guy Swan, I listen to a lot of Bitcoin Audible. Uh, great. And, um, I'm a, avid listener of simply bitcoin every day their um news show uh and pub underground yeah. simply bitcoin's have friends. a
1: lot of good material lately they've had some good guests and good topics
2: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so they've been really kicking it up a notch i like watching them and um the max and stacy uh report their new um show that they're doing out of el salvador um yeah oh, that's where they are now. Yep, yep, they're down in El Salvador, so they're putting their money and their life where their mouth is. So uh, good on them. Yeah, that's sort of where I'm at right now. I'm not uh, in the loop too much with the
1: podcasts. <gasps> well, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping that the Simply Bitcoin and the Club Underground guys both do well. They're they're two of my favorites. Oh yeah, um, no, they're great. They're great. So this I I got a fiat question for you. Okay, um, what what TV series are you watching right now?
2: Okay, I'm watching Cheers, and like Easy. from, yeah, I know, right?
1: The mid eighties.
2: Yeah, um, I think first season was 1982. So, I've been watching that. Um, it's good. It's funny. You know, it's like old jokes, jokes like references I don't even get anymore. I'm like, wow, this is like really old, mm-hmm. but uh, it's kind of nice to see um, television and comedy before it got all woke.
1: Mm. Yeah. Right.
2: Um. So that I'm watching. Yeah, I'm watching Cheers.
1: <laughs> Have you seen Idiocracy?
2: No, it's on my list. And I think so. Yeah, I know. It's a, I feel like I've watched it already because like we're all living it. And there's always like so many comments
1: about how. If you enjoy not woke, like things you're not supposed to say, like Idiocracy is full of them. Like they say like all the words you're not supposed to say. I I just went back and I watched it again. I was like, wow, it's even better than I thought
2: okay i might have to because so i've uh finally joined the canceled netflix um team so i remember before we had canceled it uh i was talking with someone else and they had said oh you need to watch i'm like yeah i'll put it on there and i'm pretty sure it was on netflix but now i've canceled it so Um, i guess i could just download it
1: it's a a small commitment it's like less than an hour and a half yeah no Um, i can do it it's it's brilliant like Every yeah. minute of it is just brilliant. This it's amazing. Is like, this is right. the
2: world that we're already living in.
1: So, so, um, what strange hobbies do you have that Bitcoin Twitter does not know about?
2: Um, what? I don't. Do I? Am I doing anything that I have not uh, used as like some type of engagement farming on Bitcoin Twitter? No. I my hobby is um doing Bitcoin BT weekly and just like scrolling endlessly through Twitter to see where some good juicy tidbits are. <laughs> this is my hobby. Yeah, I feel like
1: you need a hobby.
2: I know, right? It's uh, winter's coming up, so um, I will be snowboarding more. So I guess that will be my winter hobby once again.
1: Oh, cool. Cool.
2: But that I tweet about that so a little bit,
1: oh, so maybe we not know about enough. That. yeah, yeah, okay. So, so, who are some of your favorite underfollowed lady Bitcoiners?
2: Um, some of my favorites are uh Anna Banana 12, yeah.
1: maybe, I yeah, I like her too, but she's like I don't know, she's kind of like quiet and I, it's hard to even get much about her,
2: yes, yeah. Um, that so this is where it lists come in it's good to make lists like I have a few lists on bitcoin or on twitter so I'll just like add people that I kind of want to see more because I feel right like oh. the algorithm isn't going to show you like I see and like grumpy so like this, the the girls from like the zoo shout out to the zoo um who sweetly really, like there's a few in there so um I like those girls um I get blocked by some other girls (laughs) sometimes I bully a little bit too much I guess or I meme too hard um but yeah Anna Banana Grumpy the zoo girls who else um Elle the Real Katie and Jessica Hodler I like what they're what they're doing with their plan b You know, you gotta decentralize yourself with some multiple passports. It's uh, always good to have that in your back pocket. Yeah,
1: very cool, very cool. Well, shout out to the ladies of Bitcoin. Uh, Yay! (laughs) And uh, what other topics would you like to talk about that I failed to ask you about?
2: Hey, this was lots of fun. You you had some uh, good questions. I think we talked about quite a bit. I mean. Yeah, I was down for whatever. We chatted about Bitcoin, Twitter a bit, life a bit, how much the government sucks, <laughs> how oh. it's all doom and gloom, but you know, there's hope. <laughs> Bitcoin's going to fix it.
1: <laughs> now, this was a really awesome talk. I really appreciate you, you joining me. And uh, my goal was to try to like learn some more about you. And I, I think we did that. So so I hope people like it. Um, yeah.
2: No, thanks. Yeah. I mean, do you have any more questions? Anything else? Like... <laughs>
1: that's it for now i think um but um yeah i mean it's especially cool for me to talk to you because they usually don't let me in the clubs either to talk to the girls so Um, but um is there anything else you want to show and and where can my listeners find you
2: okay so i'm on twitter i'm at ghost of becca um right now i you can find me on the meme factory uh test stream thursdays at 7 30 eastern um you can find me on the simply bitcoin uh live chat usually i try and make sure i'm in there yeah i'm just hanging around and on uh keep an eye out for my bt weekly and if any listeners have juicy gossip or anything just uh slide into my dms and let me know
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: I, I definitely think you're worth a follow. I, I you know, uh, Bitcoin Becca is is funny and and, and salacious and, and and she says some smart things too. So it's like the whole package.
2: It's the um, whole package. Yeah. And- sometimes, yeah. And I've been on my best behavior this month, and I haven't been simping for sailors. So, but uh, come October first, it'll, it'll be a tsunami of of
1: thirsty tweets (laughs) yeah you you might have to go visit him in jail or something though
2: i know i'll be in jail he'll be like oh this crazy Um, online stalker get this woman away from me (laughs)
1: Um, i do want to give a shout out to a couple of people bitcoin cameron and great everyman um as well as club underground They, they were all nice enough to tweet out my last episode so thanks guys i appreciate it and uh bitcoin becca thank you very much for joining me on children of the corn
2: Awesome. Thanks for having me.
1: All right. Go Oilers.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Dry cycle.
1: (laughs) Take care.